Gold, silver for things of silver, bronze for things of bronze, iron for things of iron, wood for things of wood, onyx stones, stones to be set, glistening stones of various colors, all kinds of precious stones, marble slabs in abundance. Moreover, verse 3, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, my own special treasure of gold and silver. As you look at this passage, here's just a couple of things. We, if you're a follower of Jesus, I, I don't need to convince you that you're supposed to live for God's glory. It's your DNA. And if you're a, a part of this church family, I don't have to convince you that this church exists for God's glory. It's your DNA. But maybe we need to look at the how to honor God in every aspect of our life. If we're going to honor God in every aspect of our life, in every area of our life, what we learn from this passage, first and foremost, is we give our everything to honor God. We, we give everything that we are to honor God. We don't hold pieces back. And that's what David did. When, when David talks in verse 3 about my own special offering, you know what that means? It means that he took his IRA and his Social Security and he cashed it all in and he gave it for God's honor to build a temple. Later on in verse 6, it says that the, uh, David challenged the people and he said, now, this is my challenge. Will you covenant today to give? To give what? To give all that you are, not just a piece, but everything. Will you give? And the response of the people was they gave willingly. Look at verse 9. It says, then the people rejoiced for they had offered willingly. Because with a loyal heart, that term loyal heart is shalom leib. Shalom being the term that we know, peace. But shalom leib, a heart of peace or a heart of wholeness or an undivided heart or a heart that is complete, a heart that is totally devoted, and this is the meaning, the heart that is totally devoted to God with no pieces undevoted. He said, said uh, people rejoiced for they had offered willingly because with a loyal heart they had offered willingly to the Lord and David also rejoiced greatly. Uh, so here's the picture. David says, I'm giving, I'm giving all my stuff. I'm giving all my stuff. Not just the stuff in the bank that Israel has. I'm giving all my stuff. I'm taking all my retirement, all my savings, and I'm pouring it into this to honor the Lord. I give everything that I am. Uh, and then the people, they gave. And they gave generously. Willingly in the New King James, but generously. They gave above and beyond. They gave and gave and gave. And that giving produced joy. Now, well, you might ask, well, why in the world would we talk about money if we're talking about giving everything we are to God? Because you and I both know how we spend our money reflects our heart. It just does. Reminds me of the preacher who went to old country man, a farmer, who said, he said, uh, went to the farmer, visited his house, and he said, hey, listen, if, if you had two cows, would you give one of them to the Lord? And the 
Farmer said, absolutely, I'd give one of my cows to the Lord. And then, and then the preacher said, well, if, if you had two chickens, would you give one of them to the Lord? He said, absolutely, I'd give that chicken to the Lord. And then he said, well, if you had two pigs, would you give one to the Lord? And he said, preacher, that's not fair because you know I've got two pigs. When we talk about money, it slides into what really is most important to us. I'm not suggesting that you bankrupt your IRA uh, to give to a building program. I am suggesting that the Bible is clear that we must give our everything to the Lord to honor Him. Goodness gracious, this is, this is what Jesus did. Jesus, Jesus knew that to honor God, he had to give his life on a cross to pay for sinners uh, uh, the penalty of sin that we had incurred. Jesus knew to honor God, he had to give his all. And Jesus didn't say to God in that high priestly prayer, John 17, well, you know, God, I think I'll do this, but I'm not going to do that. God, I'll, I'll give you a lot, but I'm not going to give you everything that I am. Father, I, I commit to you everything except this. No, what did Jesus say? He said, hey, listen, Father, I, I'm giving you my all, my everything. I'm ready to die and bring eternal life to those you've given to me. I'm ready for it. Let's go. I give you my everything. It's the mandate that we hear from the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 when Paul said, here's what it looks like to please God. This is what it looks like to worship God. This is what it looks like to honor God. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service of worship. He's saying, listen, you lay everything that you are on the altar before God. That's what it takes to honor God. The Apostle Paul said it a little bit differently, personally, individually, in Romans, uh, in Galatians 2, verse 20. He said, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Listen, to glorify God, to honor him in every area of our life means that we give him every area of our life. Everything that I am, every relationship that I have, every word that I say, every thought that I think, every path that I trod, everything that I do at work and everything that I do at play, everything that I do in the deep darkness of night and everything I do in the light of day, every aspect of who I am is to honor Him. Now think about how that changes your life. And it will. It will. It'll change your life. Is there any place in your life where you're holding back honor because you're trying to hold on to that place and keep it from God? Any relationship? Any thought? Any habit? Any way of life? Anything that, that you've got in you that you don't want to give over to His honor? If there is, my prayer is that may God Turn your mind and tune your heart and train our hands to glorify Him. We must give everything to honor God. 
But maybe the reason we have a trouble giving everything to honor God is because we fail to understand who God is, which seems like such a silly thing to say in a church building where people can quote Scripture like you can. You know, they're, oh, why in the world do, uh, do, do we need to talk about uh, who God is? Well, the truth is, in my life, and guys, I'm, I'm, I'm reading Scripture every day, right? And in, in my life, in the details of my days, I can forget who God is. So to honor Him, I need to daily and regularly celebrate who God is. If I'm going to honor God, I must celebrate who God is. Now, that's, that's what David does in beginning verse 10. He, he starts out in this, this prayer of praise to God. I, just listen in verse, uh, verse uh, 10 and 11 how uh, David describes God. He says, Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Okay? Yours, O Lord, is greatness, power, glory, victory, majesty. All that is in heaven and on earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Riches and honor come from you. You reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. He's saying, God, you are great. You're greater than great. You're the greatest of all. There is none who is greater than you. You are God. You are high and exalted. You are majestic and holy. You are uh, pure truth and pure light. You are God. It goes on, verse 13. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and we praise your glorious name. But who am I? Who are my people that we should uh, be able to offer so willingly as this? For all things come from you, and all of your own we have given back to you. We are aliens and pilgrims before you. We're all, uh, as were all our fathers, our, our days on earth are as a shadow and without hope. He's saying, listen, uh, uh, God, you're great, you're mighty, and without you, I'm nothing. Without you, I'm just an alien. I'm just, I, I'm just, a, I, I'm just a pilgrim and a sojourner. I don't have any uh, uh, home. I'm aimless in this life. I'm, I'm, I'm living without hope without you. God, you are everything in the universe, but you're also everything to me. Can I, can I ask you, is that how you see God? If it weren't for God, I wouldn't have any. There's nothing in me worthwhile that God in his grace did not make worthwhile. I need you to hear that. There's nothing in me worthwhile that God in his grace did not make worthwhile. I, I'm, I'm, I'm empty. I'm incomplete. I'm, I'm dead in my trespasses and sin. I'm vile. I'm living in despair. I'm I'm. I'm, 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 I'm wailing and mourning in my own grief. I don't have anything. And then God in his grace led me to Jesus, my Savior and my King, and he changed everything. He took my death and made it life. He took my mourning and made it dancing. My spirit of heaviness was turned to praise. Today I dance, I shout, I sing because God is everything to me. And when God is everything to us, we will give everything to honor him. 
Here, he's talking about money. Isn't it funny how money gets in the way of us honoring God? I mean, it really does. Oh, I mean, I'll teach in Sunday school, but don't ask me to give a tithe. Oh, I'll come to church and worship once every two, three weeks, but don't ask me to put anything in the plate when it passes. Oh, preacher, you're so demanding, talking about money. Honestly, that's how preachers used to talk. They don't talk like that anymore. But, But the reality is, when it comes to money itself, it's a reflection of where our heart is. When we understand that all the money that we have is David, David said, hey, listen, we wouldn't be able to give anything to you if you hadn't already given to us. Everything we give to you, you, that's what you put in our hands, and so we're returning it to you. And we want to honor you. We want to build this temple for your honor, not for man, not for us, but for you. We want to honor you. We want to bring you glory. We're going to build this temple, so we're giving, and we're giving, and we're giving because we're celebrating who you are. Now listen, the greatest enemy of celebrating who God is and the greatest enemy of bringing glory to God is our pride. Pride is the greatest obstacle we have to glorifying God because pride says that I'm the center of the universe. Pride says that my desires, my needs, my wants, my wishes are more important than what God says or what God wants. And pride is what stands between us and honoring the one who has given us life through Christ. It's pride. Is there any point of pride in your life that's keeping you from celebrating who God is and your dependence upon him? Any point of pride. If so, I want you to know my prayer for us. May God turn our minds, tune our hearts, and train our hands to glorify him. We honor God when we give everything that we are. We honor God when we celebrate who he is. We honor God when we obey him in matters great and small. Obedience. You know, really, it gets down to just this. I'm going to do what God says. Whether I like it or not, whether it's big or whether it's little, I'm going to do what God says. Verse 19, David was closing this great celebration. He said, God, I just pray that you would um, keep your glory at the forefront of Solomon's mind and that Solomon would have a loyal heart, an undivided heart, have a loyal heart to obey your commandments and your testimonies and your precepts and to build the temple. Guys, here's, it just comes down to this. Obedience, doing what God says, revealed in his word, whether we like what he says or not, obedience is the pathway to honoring him, to glorifying him. Is there any point in your life that is disobedient? In anything that you're saying, okay, I'll obey in everything else but here. That one I'm not going to do it. Obedience is not easy all the time. Are you being obedient in the things that aren't easy? You know, 
Edie and I have raised our family here in Hampton Roads, and it's been a blessing to us. Well, we've, we, we moved here in 2003, and we are here. But if you ask anybody who knows me well, what I love the most, or an area of the country I love the most, it is not the beach. It's the mountains. The mountains place where, you know, my heart, you know, longs for the mountains. My, my, my heart longs for those pristine mountain streams. I, I really, if I could pick any place to live, if I could pick, it was just up to me, if I could pick any place to live, it would be the Smoky Mountains. That's why, I love it there. That's why I go back. I love it there. Anybody who knows me, and they would say, well, where's the place that you wouldn't want to live? The beach. <laughs> Never, ever. I can't stand sand. I can't stand it. It gets in my toes. It sticks to my legs. It never comes off. I can't stand it. But we didn't move here because this is where I wanted to live. We didn't stay here because this is where I wanted to live. I I love it here. I love you here. The reason we moved here and the reason we stay here and the reason we are here is because God called us here. And we're obedient to God no matter what. All things great and small. Sand instead of mountains. Yes, if that's what God says. What about you? What point of obedience are you halting on? Because you just would rather not. That's the place where you've got to submit to God to honor Him and to give Him glory. It's not always easy. But can I tell you, as we close, this is the, this is the, the, uh, the, the celebration. Throughout this passage, there is a connection between the people giving and the people rejoicing. You read it. Read read all 20 verses. You see it over and over and over again, three times, over and over and over again. And they gave willingly and they rejoiced greatly. They gave willingly and they rejoiced greatly. They gave willingly and they rejoiced greatly. There's great celebration. Verse 20, now bless the Lord your God. Why? Because they're filled with joy. Joy flows through an obedient heart that gives all that we are, celebrating who God is to honor Him. When we give ourselves, all of ourselves, to honor God in every area of our life, the byproduct is going to be joy, and we need joy. You need joy. I need joy. We all need joy. People around us need joy. My goodness, I don't want 2022 to be filled with the snarky pessimism that is so rampant in our culture today, I want to be filled with a joy that makes me wake up in the morning and causes me to dance. And the way you and I can get there every single day is if we commit ourselves to give all of ourselves for the glory of the one who has given everything for us. This is how Jesus did life. The one who's given us our DNA, this is how he did life. 
And Jesus said, Father, glorify me as I, as I glorify you. I'm going to die. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, here's how the writer of Hebrews says. He says, now keep your focus on Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and is now sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. What is the joy that, that, that was before him? It was the honor of God. It was the glory of the one who had sent him on a mission, and he was fulfilling it. He found joy, a joy that gave him the courage to endure the cross, even despising the shame. He was faithful in honoring God, even through the pain. Today, my prayer for us, for you and for me, my prayer for us is simply this. Oh God, turn our minds, tune our hearts, and train our hands to honor you in every area of our lives. Now, Father, we thank you that you have been gracious to us to give us your word, to speak clearly about the life that we should live and how that we should live it. I pray, O oh God, that in these next few moments that we would see the great glorious goodness of your grace that is showered upon us through Jesus Christ. As we look upon Jesus, that we would see the one who is our advocate and our, and our intercessor, our great high priest, the one who is Went to, who, who went to a cross to pay the price for our sin, was raised from the dead, now is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God to encourage and to strengthen and empower and to enable us to live for your glory. And God, I pray that in the difficulties of everyday life, we would have as our first question, how can I honor God in this? And then give us the courage to follow through. Now be glorified among your people and in this moment. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.